everybody, and welcome back to Brotherhood Without Manners, a full spoiler reread podcast. There's a bug here. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. You just interrupted my intro. To Brotherhood Without Manners, a full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I am Zach, and I just kicked the table. <laughs> and with me, as always, is my brother Nate. Not kicking tables. Well, it's kind I of. I was swatting at the bug before, though. Yeah, so yeah, that. you're worse than I am. I didn't fuck up your mic. You know. So it's been uh, busy. It's been a busy, wait. I'm tired of waiting, busy, and I want season eight, wait. or I want Winds of Winter. I know it's two months. Two more months and then True that. season eight premiere. But, you know, the sooner it gets here, the sooner the show's over. That's true, too. <laughs> but so... it's it's kind of reminding me back when Lost came out, where Lost, it wasn't until the very final episode that it hit me like, shit, I don't get to enjoy this show anymore. Because I really enjoyed the final season, so it was, I wanted episode after episode. I think that's how Thrones is going to be. Except there's going to be a lot more upsetness because we're gonna obviously i mean i'm gonna cry at the reunions let alone the deaths like it's gonna be nonsense so we did actually just get some new pictures and they're pretty non-spoilery because as much as we're a full spoiler reread we are not fans of spoilers so you know we like i don't really like to check out media stuff related to the new season too much but i try i I ended up looking at i i I mean there's not really anything that we don't know like yeah it just shows a lot of them in the north which we can gather as much but they're badass pictures like they look i'm trying to figure out like what each person is seeing and doing and reacting to in each one and it's just some of them are interesting um i mean they're all pretty fucking insane so do you see the did you see the background of the danny and john one the where they're surrounded by snow and almost like up in the wilderness again yeah it's pretty cool yeah that one's interesting they almost look concerned i could almost see that start of a battle being them like looking on i don't know the wall for the first time or even last hearth or, or something like that um could be cool i thought that one was interesting i also think the cersei one is interesting just because, to me, it almost looks like that's the moment she realized Jamie left the city. Oh, and yeah. She, she looks, like, kind of upset and pretty disheartened by whatever, I don't know, news she got or whatever the hell's happening in that photo. But to me, that's what I first thought was maybe that's when she finds out Jamie's left. Yeah. My boy. So, who knows? You know. I'm just ready for the show. To Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah needs to happen soon but <clears throat> oh yeah i don't know so last week we covered ned 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 and he was uh hanging Not out dead with yet. His, hanging out with his boy his, his boy. boy bobby b um this week we're covering john John Johnny, 1, John, first John, John chapter. Yeah, the first John chapter. Jonathan. Are you a John fan? John. Do you like John? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be a John fan. He's the quote-unquote hero, you know, or at least portrayed that way. Um, I definitely like book John more than show John, because show John I didn't like until his resurrection. Yeah. And he was kind of whiny to me. But this John, and it's, you know, it's the same, it's always the same with a book. You know, you get a little more 
out of it. So yeah. we're in his head. We see the world through him. Right, right. And so actually that's where John 1 actually starts is John's reflecting on the fact that he's a bastard. That Already. Yeah, yeah just immediately. Already. That's his, that's there's there's very few times in his life where he's grateful to be a bastard, but this happens to be one of them is how our introduction to John kicks off. And really I think that again plays to how we saw him in Bran where he's he's making the best of a shit situation cuz he's he's uh he's saying that he's glad he's not that he's a bastard because he doesn't have to go sit at the high table with the lords. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get to go enjoy the honors of being at the high end and But it also I think helps ostracize him right out right out of the gate. You know, right. he's he's kind of labeled with this it's negative in society but it's not necessarily detrimental. It's not and we'll see toward the end of the chapter, it's not like something like dwarfism with Tyrion where he's physically stunted right, right. or physically disabled. It's it's just a matter of birth. He's very low-born, essentially, even though he's the son of a high lord. It's right. this fucked up, again, internal Hierarchy. system with this world, which we saw with the wall and deserters and everything, but... So then he starts kind of just thinking about where he's at, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, John's piece. just chilling. I um, like that we already get our first... That fucking bug is back. We get our first look at, uh... It's like Theon. Hi, <laughs> Theon. Of Mance Raider. And, uh, just a little... A little snippet. Because all that you get is that the... You hear the singer singing a little yeah, ballad just, or something. Yeah, you're jumping right but, into it. I was going to set the scene a little... You know, John's drinking a little summer wine. You he's know, chilling down on the benches. I mean... Um, he's... Yeah, yeah, he's looking around, taking it in. They're in the the, the Great Hall of Winterfell, Great which you just yes. skip all the fucking Mance Raiders playing outside on the battlements. Well, no, because it's, a... it's while he's explaining that he's like, "There's feasts, yeah, there's, yeah. there's music, but, um, and there's this and the." the I, I thought it was interesting. The, the Great Hall of Winterfell uh, is described as its walls being draped with banners. We get the white, yes. gold, and crimson. The direwolf of Stark, Baratheon's crown, stag, and the lion of Lannister. There's fucking Lannister. Banners so hanging I, I in, in Winterfell. So I here saying, why the fuck are there Lannister They're banners? equal to... In yeah. what reason? Like, it that's should be our, the Starks, and it should be the fucking Baratheons. I mean, it's crimson. That's our literal red flag. Like, yeah, Martin's, like, like, slapping his dick in our face. Like, there's no reason for them to have their banners up, and yet here they fucking are, right in with the, the yeah, Starks Yeah, on par the with the king. It like, should be just the Starks, because she's married, that's not how it works. Yeah, no, she's way. supposed to take his name. It's and supposed to be it, Cersei like... Baratheon, Joffrey Baratheon. So these warnings are already coming up. And it's crazy. Yeah, and then yeah, he, he mentions the singer and the high. He's playing the high harp and singing a ballad, but uh, John couldn't really hear it well at his end. So we're getting a right, lot of. Right. He's not really in the muck of things. He's not really a part of. He's in the muck of other things. He's he's in kind of the slum area. The I mean, the more fun, arguably, but. Um, and then, yeah, John says it was the fourth hour of yeah, the welcoming yep. feast. Four hours of this kind of shit, uh, welcoming Robert in the royal and family. And he's been drinking for a most And day. John's been slamming him. <laughs> because he can get away with but, it. But, uh, yeah, so his brothers and sisters, Rob, uh, Sansa, there's Beric. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Rob, Sansa, Arya, Rickon, and Bran are seated with the royal children up at... Uh, a table of their own, and they're seated beneath sort of the, this raised yeah. dais where Cat, Ned, and Cersei and Robert are sitting as you know the mo- sort of most important people, the Lords of Winterfell, and then the King and Queen. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. John's kind of ruminating on how he's 
able to get drunk, and he's like, normally yeah. Ned allows us like a glass of wine, each one of our of his kids a glass of wine for such a big occasion. But back down here, down I here on the benches, of, there's a, no one no to stop John from drinking as much as he wanted, and. And then it just immediately says, and John had a man's thirst tonight. So man. John is getting fucking hammered. He's just loving it. And he's 14. Like, right. So yeah. this is like probably the first time he's been hammered. But everyone, all the squires, because he's seated with the squires down down in the muck. Uh, there's dogs running around. Like, it's drunken laughter and banter. And he's seated with all these squires. They fucking love it. They love this 14-year-old just just slamming shit. And John likes their company. He thinks that he would prefer it to the royal children because they have interesting stories of lust and war and and battle and hunt. So John's, you know, this is... He's thriving. They, well, this is like very Lord of the Ringsy to me with the dwarves. You know, the yeah. dwarves are all rowdy and telling their war stories. Like this is fantasy at its at its best. Like John is in the muck of a great hall feast, like getting drunk. Uh, he's fucking loving just sitting with the squires in the not with the royal family, not at the place of import. Um, so then he starts kind of recalling. Uh, how it started, the the, the procession. Yes, that right. Everyone came in, yeah. and because it is and who guided who. Down. It's, it I mean, a, it is the Game of Thrones. It is a show. Everything yeah. is a, a show and a pageantry. So Ned and Cersei walk in first. first. Ned, yes. Ned's got her arm, and there's so much cool shit here with Cersei. Um, I think it's. I mean, again, John's perceptiveness. Yes, he, so that's like, I have here. Even at fourteen, he, it says he gets a, a good long look at them. Is like. The way he introduces because they walk by him right as they mm-hmm. walk yeah down so the he length of the he, table. he took his sort of measure of the royal family and yeah uh, even I mean, at he fourteen said she's beautiful like she's oh she's I mean stunning, no one denies but she's that even at fourteen he could see through her smile yeah Ned Ned is the perfect gentleman he leads her up to the dais and helps her up to her seat and it says that she didn't look at him but once she didn't, didn't even glance yeah didn't glance at Ned once and. Even even at fourteen, John could th- see through Queen Cersei's smile. Like, and I think that obviously it's showing us the perceptiveness of John, but I also think that shows the kind of game player Cersei is, where right, she's right. not as you know good at hiding her displeasure. Right. You know, that's something we'll see down and the line. I with think her. that's super interesting already. That there's the, the Martin's planting that idea that she thinks, but John's already. Seeing through that, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Cersei and and that becomes a big uh, Cersei's hubris becomes a big uh, part of her her story later on, and so the fact that we're getting shown that a fourteen year old can kind of see she ain't all she's putting out to be. It's I think it's saying just as much about Cersei as it is John. Right. Um, so they're seated, and next comes King Robert and Cat. Robert's a disappointment to John. Yeah, so I absolutely love that. that and, he just I mean, straight up is like, after all these stories Dad told me growing up, after all these, he's the demon of the tribe. Well, like, if like, you if you can think back to when you first read it, was Robert a disappointment to you, King Robert? I mean, we don't get as much as John got of growing up with right, yeah, the demon right. of the tribe and all this, but. I expected him to be more kingly. More well, yeah, I mean, already noble, like, more because from Catelyn, like hearing, oh, Ned looked up to him. He was in battle with him. Like, yeah, yeah, no, he's built so, up like, a little bit. Then to us, it was like, yeah, like, and then the way Ned kind of breaks him down a little bit, and even Ned's disappointed. And we even saw it during Ned's chapter where you know Robert was getting called out for you know being winded by the time he got to the bottom yep. of the crypts and whatnot, and so like. 
So yeah, I mean John, John, yeah, he's disappointed. Ned, uh, Ned gave Robert all these great nicknames, you know, Demon of the Trident, of of past deeds done, and and all John, John only sees is Robert was a fat, sweaty man. Yeah, just this kind of disappointment of a king, and then come the children, Rickon at three, just rambling, doing his, his way little out, thing, you know, as as mustering as much dignity as a three year old could. <laughs> which you do it, Rickon, you get it, man. Um, but I think it was actually, like, a really nice moment of, like, we kind of see the dynamic in this family that really Catelyn is the only one uncomfortable with John. Yeah, because Rickon comes up Rickon, and he had And to John has to usher him, him along because Rickon came to visit John. He came right. to see his brother and He's John's like, brother. no, you got to go. You know, this is a procession right now where we can't just stop and chat, which I thought was just a really nice moment. And then comes Rob with Princess Marcella. And this one's kind of interesting because... Um, yeah. Marcella is described as a wisp of a girl, not quite eight. So she's about seven, roughly. Um, her hair was a cascade of golden curls under a jeweled net. Um, and, and it just says John immediately decides she was insipid. Yes, she's right boring. Interesting. Not interesting. There's nothing going on with her. She's, as Viserys likes to say in the show, she's just a pretty little idiot. And... But then he goes on to say, yeah, he... <laughs> Rob is grinning like a fool. Rob didn't have the sense to know that she was... She's a princess, but he's, he's like, not realizing she's this eight-year-old dumbass. Like... So, I, I just thought that was interesting. Rob was grinning like the fool. He didn't have the sense. Like, that's sort of a foreshadowing into Rob. He's, yeah. He kind of plays the fool a little bit and thinks everything's okay when... There's trouble in the water, so we're getting again. John just is this great lens to see all this through because he's so outside it. He's not a part yeah. of this when he either should be or could be. I mean, he is Ned's son, so it, it's this weird game we go in. So, but he's not. Next, we get Arya and plump young Tommen, whose white blonde hair was longer the than hers. Contrast of these two, it's literally. She... So we get Arya's tomboyness right here. Like she's she looks to me when I picture them, she looks a little more like a boy than Tommen right. would to me. And so, and I think that's exactly what it's meant to do. We're, we're getting a little bit of Arya's right. personality because we and we've been getting snippets of Arya's personality. We knew she fell right in love with her direwolf immediately. Right. She she fucking loved it, and now we know as well that she keeps her hair short and. From what we've gotten from ladies, her mother, her lady mother, and Queen Cersei, ladies tend to wear their hair long and in very even Princess Marcella in very beautiful, jewel cool, detailed ways. And yeah, like. and so I, that was interesting. And then we get Sansa, two years older than Arya. Then we get the description of Joffrey. Uh, it says Joffrey had his sister's hair and his mother's green eyes. He's got blonde curls. And then John notices that Sansa looks radiant. But John doesn't like the prince's pouty lips or the disdainful way he's looking at Winterfell's Great Hall, which that's exactly everything we know of Joffrey. He, right. he there's no So beauty. he also mentions that Joffrey is taller than both Rob and John. Mm-hmm. And it says to John's dismay. Yeah. So I think that that really points to how young he really is because that pisses him off. Yeah, that's yeah, no. It. It's, it's just that he's this taller. This kid is taller than him. Yeah, and that's it. And that it pisses him off. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah it's it shows a little bit of the fact that, yeah, John's still very young. Yeah. These are the... But yeah, I love his pride at 
Joffrey being looking so disdainfully at the Great Hall because like when I picture the Great Hall of Winterfell, like it's this badass. I'm the, I think a lot like, of Hogwarts, right? Like, it's, it's Hogwarts like that's what I'm picturing. Films, this badass, yeah. like these. It's huge. It's massive. It's, torches it's from old the wall. It's like and big wood tables. Yeah, just the heavy oak it, tables. Like, you know, and he's wood. just this miserable little bitch about it. Like, yeah, Joffrey's awful, obviously, as we'll come to learn. So more. then comes the talk of the town after Sansa and Joffrey. The Queen's brothers come in and they're contrasted immediately. The lion and the imp. Yes. Like, and like, they're the, the descriptions of both of them. Sir Jamie Lannister was queen to twin Cersei. Tall and golden. Uh, you had that backwards. Twin to queen Cersei, not queen to twin. Or twin to queen. He was twin to queen Cersei. You, but started. you said queen to twin Cersei. Did I? Yeah. Maybe I said it backwards. I don't know. Keep going. Sir Jamie Lannister was twin to Queen Cersei, tall and golden with flashing green eyes and a smile that cut like a knife. <sighs> like, holy shit. So they called John. him the Lion of Lannister to his face and Kingslayer behind his back. Kingslayer, get in here! <laughs> but I like that John also says... That's what a king should That's look like. That's what a king should look like. Fucking That's an hell. interesting line to apply to Jamie Lannister. Of all people who have he, But he is. Know, like, with this like, description, Jamie is a fucking stud in my charming, mind. Like, man. yeah, like, he comes the... in with his golden curl. Also, what I noticed, and this is the perfect point, when they're describing the children, Tommen, yes. Princess Marcella... And Joffrey. We all get mention of their hairs. curly But then Joffrey's description sticks out very similarly to Sir Jamie's. It says he had his sister's hair, which I think is a red herring. Compare it to his sister and not the Lannister golden curls. Which is what Joffrey did. They did for Joffrey. His was like... And his mother's green eyes. So Cersei has green eyes. But he's tall. Right. Sir Jamie Lannister... Is tall and dashing and has these golden cur- like so. It's there's a very very similar comparison between Jamie coming Already, in, yeah. and and Joffrey. If you look there, we're not being directed that way, but if, if you, you if pull it apart it. and you analyze it, not from John's point of view, but from as the view we have, you can see it. But so then, in, in contrast to that, my boy, all the things that were given to Jamie and Cersei. We're denied. By the gods. It's so awful. It's so true. So he has one green eye. Just one of them. The other one is black. Mm. He was... But he also has the long blonde hair. So blonde that it's almost white. The youngest of Lord Tywin's brood and by far the ugliest. He's got a smashed in face, a huge shelf of a brow, and he also happens to hold my heart in his hands because he is Tyrion Lannister. So John's fascinated. John, just yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. John, yeah, Tyrion saunters by, and John is John's into it. He's kind of he's intrigued by this little half man. So the last to enter are Benjamin Stark of the Night's Watch and Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. John's uncle gives him a, a warm smile as he yeah, goes by. So I love that he says, uh, oh, that's actually not until he comes up. Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this is just as they're coming through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just, I, and I think, like, Martin takes the time to point this out. There's members of the family that love John and respect John and are happy to see Benjamin is one of them. He gives him a smile. Theon completely ignores him, but there's nothing new for yeah, John. John nobody, doesn't give a shit. Nobody gives a fuck. Uh, so toast happens, the feast begins, and then John kind of 
comes back to the present. That's right. right. We're, we're caught up. John's been drinking since that time, <laughs> since and then. and he's good. Um, and so Ghosty comes up. Ghosty comes uh, up. John uh, spots some red know. eyes staring at him from under the table. He's going to give him a wing, but instead John just fucking knifes the whole bird and slides it down to him, which I love. Like, good so, puppy. And then Ghost has to fend off some Well, damage. when John gives Ghost the bird, it says he tore into it in savage silence. We, and, and then later on, this dog, this, this dire wolf, not dog, is just described as nothing but silent. He does not. So. He, he, I mean, he's tearing apart a hunk of I was, I wasn't going to make, uh, mention it until after Benjamin comes, because he mentions that he named Ghost because he's all white, mm-hmm. and because he never makes a sound. Yeah. How the fuck was he found? That's, John heard him. But he never makes well, a that's, sound. Well, that's, that's. I mean, John heard him, but I John didn't hear him with his ears. And so he doesn't make a sound. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, John gives this dog an entire fucking chicken. I have a dog. I have a husky, Barrick Dogdarian, who I love very much. There's no way that Barrick would eat a whole chicken in fucking silence. <laughs> like, it ain't fucking happening. So, yeah, that to me stood savage silence. This dog is... Just it's a dire life. wolf. It wants the meat. It's going to eat, but it's doing it so silently. So, yeah, another dog smells a chicken and comes up. It says it was a bitch. There's a ton of dogs running around where John is because it's in sort of like the back alley of the Great Hall. You know, so shit's wild. getting wild down here. We're getting lit. And, yeah, so there's other dogs running around, and it catches a whiff, and it wants some. And John's watching this, and, he, and he's not getting involved, and it says, Ghost did not move. And he looks up with, uh, looks up silently and fixed the dog with those hot red eyes. Ghost isn't taking no shit, but he also isn't responding how a normal dog would. Growling. Growling. He does bare his teeth and show his fangs, but he's not making a single sound. He's just, and this dog gets the hint. It barks once to kind of retain some dignity and fucking walks off. It decides it doesn't want to fuck with this dog. So John's happy. He ruffles his hair and then. He hears a familiar voice behind him. Uncle Benjamin comes down to and see him. And in I love it. In the same way that John just ruffled ghosts for Benjamin ruffles John's hair. Yeah, he's petting a pup as well. Um, I thought it was a little weird that John calls him Uncle Ben because it made him, immediately made me think of Spider-Man. So I'm always <laughs> going to be calling him fucking Uncle Benjamin. And I don't give a shit because he's not Uncle Ben to me. So, uh, yeah, Benjamin... Notices that John's had a bit to drink, kind of laughs about it, uh, asks him how much, and then just says, you know, I think uh, I was around I, your I was age young, when I when I first got drunk. Yeah, actually whatever. got drunk. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a party, whatever. Um, John notes that there's always a hint of laughter. Yes, in Benjamin's that's what eye, I wanted to mention. Which I it's... that's how I picture him anyway. Benjamin to me is the blue a very eyes. Benjamin to me is like. Very Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, sure. but just more lighthearted. He's yeah. he's the guy you want to fucking have a drink with he's and swap stories he's with. Be like, the, the I always joking. I always get upset because uh, I actually remember it more from the show, having just recently watched the first season again, and less from the book. But when Tyrion in heads to the Wall, I don't remember if Benjen and him have the confrontation they do in the show. But it upsets me that Tyrion and Benjen didn't get along in the show because, yeah. like, these two would click on such a good level. I think because Benjen has some fucking shit. He's he's first ranger. We know later yeah, that he's like seen he's some seen shit. some shit. And I I think Tyrion really would respect his opinion and yeah. the things he said if 
if things he's were like, different. He's like the Starks Blackfish. Yeah, he's he. Oh, that is a good <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's sort of the oddball. You know, he's up at the watch. He won't continue on the Stark line, but he's a badass man. Yeah, like, he's dope. I he's love Benjen cool. just from this chapter. So then Benjen mentions that I thought you usually eat with your your brothers yes, and everybody yes. up at the top of the table. Yep. <laughs> and uh, John mentions that Lady Catelyn thought that it might insult the royal family. So I love how the only person who's shown to think that it might insult... I mean, not that he thinks anything of it or shows that he thinks anything of it. But Catelyn's the only one to Catelyn, sh- be shown to have an issue, yeah. That um, he shouldn't be. Because everyone else greets him, Little Rickon greets and him. don't get me wrong. Benjen greets him. I'm 100% Cersei would have taken offense. I, I actually, that was going to be my next question, is do you think she would take offense? I, I agree. I think, think she, Cersei, Cersei like, is petty enough. How dare you, especially You're not feeding my children with, that bastard. with a bastard. That Yeah, absolutely. I think Catelyn the ward made the right call and... Not for the right reasons. I think Cat masked it with it would offend the royal family. But yeah, I I picked up on that as well. And it, uh, Benjamin kind of leans into John here at this point and goes, It doesn't look like your lord father's having fun. And John noticed that as well. It says, A bastard had to learn to notice things, to read the truth that people hid behind their eyes. So. I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but Martin has picked up a horse and is beating it with us. Beating the beating us with shit it, with John. With John and how perceptive he is. John notices this shit. He notices Ned's body language. That Ned and they're even, it's going to come up again night. in a little bit with, uh, with Tyrion. Yeah, yeah, no. It, yeah. Uh, yeah um, it's just, he so, he's noticed Ned's been tense all night. Robert's a drunken fool just toasting and drinking and laughing and not giving a shit. And Cersei... Right. Is next to him and seems to be as cold as an ice sculpture. Yeah, and John states that she's angry. The queen's angry. Yeah, she's pissed about something. And noticed that she was mad about her going about Robert going down to the crypts. Down to the crypts. Yeah, he mentions that to Benjamin. And, and Benjamin's, damn John, like you don't miss a lot, do you? And John takes pride in that. Uh, yeah. That's again, I think, showing his fourteen. You know, he he was kind he of given compliment. a compliment by someone he really respects. So it's that I did good. And like, I feel like we're gonna get more of that understanding of the respect that he gives Ben with, like, the next... He starts, because when he says that, when he says we could use someone at the wall, he goes, good, mm. take me with you. Yeah. You tell Father that I should go, and he will listen to you. Mm-hmm. And that shows that not only does John look up to him, Ned respects his opinion, too. Yes. If you tell Dad that Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Go, Ned listens me. to his his younger brother, who's who works at the Night's Watch, who works at the Night's Watch, like he's punching. So a I like, I want to point out there though that it also shows, and I get you know he's a bastard and all that, but he never thinks of it as a punishment, and so it shows how the North has always been that you know the 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 wall used to be manned by what tens of thousands of yeah, men, yeah, like, and that used to be provided by the North. People were proud to go serve for the wall. John's here showing that that deep pride of the North. Oh, I want to serve at the Wall. I can't take. Yeah, any and that keeps. shows how offended he is me... when uh, when Joffrey's looking around with disdain. Like this right. is no matter what. True. This is John's yeah. home. This is he views this as his home. I also just I, I thought it was shit. I lost it. I don't know what I thought. I didn't think anything. Well, sucks to be you. You know I nothing, suppose. John Snow. Um, it did mention that. Darian? Yes. Darian Targaryen was one of his heroes. Um, I'm kind of a little pissed at myself that I don't remember more Darren. specifically yeah, he conquered, about Darian Targaryen. So Dorn at 14. Having just read Fire and Blood in A Song of Ice, uh, World of Ice and Fire, I, I should know this, but 
Um, yeah, he, he conquered Dorne at age 14, and ben, but Benjamin's quick ben to point out down. that shuts he died at 18. But he also, not just that, not just the fact that he died early, but that in his conquest for Dorne, he lost 100,000 men or whatever the number was, mm-hmm. and, like, that tons of shit went awry, and that it wasn't a good conquest. No, like, Benjamin actually says the line, which I think is... Basically, the, the the quote for the book: Someone should have told him that war isn't a game. It's it 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 cost him lives to do what Darian Targaryen did, and I think it's important that John em, emulates him. I think it's more that he was a young hero who had the had the freedom of a king to do as right. he pleased, and John kind of craves that freedom as well. But you know, Benjamin kind of hits him with the reality of. Your boy King wasn't really all he was cracked up to be. He lived four years after this conquest, and then he died. So, you know what? What really did it did come of it? And that's when John pretty much just comes out and says it. I want to join the Night's Watch. Yes. I, I want to be a brother. I'm ready. You know, take me with you. And he ruined. He, he thinks about how he lays awake at night and thinks about this. He's got no castles to inherit. Rob's going to definitely inherit Winterfell. Rickon and Bran will probably hold you know, castles and, or hold right, fast for all, and the girls are going to marry and, and mistress. continue this family line. What could a bastard hope to earn in the North? And so he thinks, you know, the Night's Watch, they have no families, they father no children, but there's honor to be earned And a there. lot, I think a lot of that, because then he, he's jumping out, he gets very offended when Ben Ben's like, no, you need to wait a little bit, you don't know what you're mm-hmm. you're missing out on. You got a lot going on there. Like, you haven't even slept with a. Yeah, yeah, you you haven't even lost your virginity yet. So you don't. And until you're with a a woman, you don't really know what you're you're giving up. You don't know. And so that's what with that that specific line. And he says, you know, go father a couple of bastards yourself. Yeah. And John fucking loses it. This is this reminds me like you remember being like an angsty teen and you had that one line that set you you know like oh, you're just like your father oh, you, you know yeah and, like you got that one little that one thing the... that this is John's like oh you're gonna go have a bastard like no John I will never father a bastard and it it says uh, he I will never father a bastard never and he spat it out like venom like yeah. John even John. Hates bastards. John, and it's not a hate for the bastards. It's not a hate for the bastards. The, like, for he, what they are. It's showing and... how he knows how people truly feel as bastards. Is that he's he's like I know what it's like. I yeah, would never he's not going to force that onto an, that. Uh, on a child, especially his child. Yeah. So John gets all worked up. The wine's getting to him, and so he stands up trying to leave. He's he's about to cry. Them. He's trying to hold it in. You can feel it. He's got the lump in his throat. <laughs> the wine's hitting him hard. So he stands up. He knocks over a poor serving girl. Sends wine everywhere. And everybody starts. Everyone starts laughing, laughing, which of course makes it worse. Worse. So he skedaddles, skadoodles on out of there, and goes out into the yard. Um, which it says the yard is empty. Except for a lone sentry. Sentry, we've got it mentioned. Every chapter, sentry. sentry. One lone sentry on the battlements, just standing guard, doing a job. Um, then we hear a, hey. Here he is. And Tyrion Lannister is chilling above the Great Hall. Just above it. On a little ledge. Just looking for all the world 
like a gargoyle. <laughs> and Tyrion's just chilling. Um, John asks him what he's doing, and Tyrion's like, "Yeah, I had a little bit too much wine. It's really hot in there, really loud in there." And apparently, and like I've been that guy at a party where you know you like you've had a bit too much, I'm and you're like, "Well, shit's getting a little spinny. It's like nice I'm gonna cool go get outside. some air and chill by myself where I don't have to like chill with anybody." Nobody's I can... gonna appreciate. So me Tyrion was gathering over. himself. Yeah, uh, it's 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 frowned upon to throw up on your brother. <laughs> like, and then he he immediately Tyrion. Is that a is that a wolf? Yeah, he immediately sets aside. Uh, is that a dire wolf? And uh, he he wants to get a closer so look. I love that he asked permission mm-hmm. to approach ghosts. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, one that's just fucking intelligent with any well, right. dog type um, animal, yeah. but a dire wolf especially. You know, obviously these kids have this connection with them. So you know, to and Tyrion, show it show it helps show his intellect. He you know he is thinking about how to approach this situation. He doesn't immediately jump down and approach them on his own. You know, he asks first before he does that sick jump. Um, so, and that is another thing I want to point about, especially for people who are familiar with the show. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love everything to do with <laughs> Peter Dinklage. But... Peter Dinklage ain't doing so no handstand backflip springs on yeah, his feet like he from curls a into a ball and lands on his hands lands on his and hand like and springs, springs himself to his like, feet. Like fucking what? That's like fucking what, man? So Ghost is a little hesitant of Tyrion, not not too sure, and John reins him in a little bit, and Tyrion does eventually get to scratch the fur on his head. Um, John kind of makes up some bullshit that if I wasn't here, he'd be ripping your throat out. And then it, John thinks to himself, "Not, not yet, but it will be there. He'll get there. He'll get there." Which again, it's showing that that age of of John and how. I also think it's showing the connection to Ghost a Definitely. little bit. He like he knows Ghost is a savage that will protect him. You know, yeah. he's a he's a fucking direwolf. He he won't take no shit from no one. So. Tyrion gets into the the bastard thing. Yes, well, he introduces himself. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then, so uh, you're you're Lord Stark's bastard, right? And once you know, he just came storming out of the Great Hall because of bastard. Yeah, banter. because of someone because he was up all fucking upset about it. And so he's he's trying to not be too pissed about it still. But Tyrion didn't mean offense. You know, he was actually just kind of referring to him as his title not and yeah. he and he says growing up a dwarf you don't have to worry about this shit everyone expects you to be this vulgar right little, i can I, I can speak how i want to speak yeah so. it's gonna say what he wants to say and say this vulgar shit so he's like i apologize and he know? also even says and john is just fucking tickled pink to be hearing that that there's more north in him than his brothers mm, mm-hmm. and like i i just think that's like on our viewpoint as well, like obviously John's gonna love that. It's point. I, I think it's also you know the hint toward Lyanna as well, the, the right. parentage, and that's it to see hit the way he is in the north, and then once we start hearing about how Lyanna is, you know, everyone compares how Lyanna is much like Arya. Arya. It's yeah. just like, but we forget that you know if if she's that savage and wild and brutal, and why wouldn't she pass? I that mean, on to it, her son? like in just kind of flipping the lens a little bit to look at it a different way. If Arya ever had a son, regardless of who the father is, I would expect him to be a lot like Jon Snow. Right. Very honorable. Exactly. Very, you know... I mean, he's he's ignorant because he's young. And that's Jon's biggest fault. So he lets this hereditary thing get to him. That's, that's his biggest thing. And Tyrion immediately notices that because 
Tyrion went through it too. He says, yeah, you know, all, all dwarves. dwarves are bastard in their father's eyes. But not all bastards have to be dwarves. Th- th- and that's it. He's saying you you don't have a physical abnormality. Right. You are just born diff- like born into a, a different sort of family line. I have a physical impairment. Like my father thinks I'm disgusting. People think I'm disgusting in right, general. Right. Like people don't will never ever in their lives take me seriously. They might take you seriously, but you can't let them calling you a bastard get to you like that. So armor yourself in it. And and that quote has blown up since the show and the books. It's a great quote, but armor yourself. And and it's such good advice. And and it can can never never be used to hurt you. And, I mean, it's just all this good advice of... And it shows how quickly Tyrion can kind of analyze it. And we get told right then and there that Tyrion's mother died birthing him. So he lives with that guilt as well. Uh, John didn't know his mother, but... Tyrion essentially killed his is what gets put on right, him right. every single time his mother gets brought up. And so Tyrion's walking around with that guilt. And then it, my favorite line of oh the book God. so far, when uh, Tyrion, you know, does his advice and walks off and starts heading back into the feast. And it says, when he opened the door, the light from within threw his shadow clear across the yard. And for just a moment, Tyrion Lannister stood as tall as a king. The end. End of, end of story. Yep, roll the, credits. The We're like, done. That's it. I mean, what else can you say? Like, of all people to be... So, what I think is interesting is it harkens back to... And I know it's just me because I'm a Tyrion fan. When Jamie and Tyrion are walking in, John thinks that's what a king should look like. Right, right. You know, it, he's, he's not even looking at Tyrion for that position, but like... Now he is. Right. Tyrion's got it. the intellect. Like, John immediately picks up on that from one conversation. And know. shows that he's the one that has and, the But he's compassionate. Brain. Tyrion, nothing Tyrion said was meant to hurt John. It was all meant to help him. Yeah, Every right. single thing. And and curiosity. Tyrion, he's never seen a dire wolf in his life. This is a very rare animal that only supposedly and, uh, yeah, exists north of the wall. Yeah, and of all people to want more information and on that's the subject, it. So like, Tyrion truly has a genuine curiosity. And then... He gets to know a little bit about John. Sees that the bastard thing hurts and upsets him, so tries to help him move past that. And John, as perceptive as he is, picks up that yeah, he's he's being compassionate. You know, he's a little brazen about it, but that's this world. People are are it's hard, it's yeah, hard, tough yeah. love. You know, you you either need to do it and learn this lesson and move on, or it's gonna fuck you in the end. But in the end, he's act, he's just giving him the advice, which is and that's what, what it is. It's so... free free advice, no ulterior motive, no nothing. Which is so rare. It's so rare and yes. never never happens again, even from Tyrion. Yeah, especially Tyrion, from Tyrion starts playing the game. I mean, he does. I think he on the road moments. a little more with John, yeah, keep right. giving that advice. But they develop one of my favorite bromances in the series. But um, so yeah, John won. What do you think? Um, I. I could give two shits less about John right this second, because, like, Tyrion gets introduced in this chapter. So it's our good. first, like, and, but no, John's great. It was so great to see everything from his Yeah, eyes John's now. a good lens to look and, through, uh, being so ostracized. Like, it was fun to see from Bran, but now we've got a few more years, a little bit more wisdom, and, like, Martin was really trying to impart on us through both Bran's chapter and now John's how perceptive, how... You know how much knowledge there is in this fourteen-year-old kid. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I just I love Tyrion, man. That's such a good introduction for. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, do you have an inductee for the week? I, I do. I mean, like, 
Asian my area. my obvious Welcome. one, yeah, is <laughs> is that one. But I actually, there's quite a few. But just one, just one. Week. Just one. I, I know, know you gave two to the fa- the two guys. Well, that up. one, that one was fair Area. play. Yeah, no, I know. I you do yours first because okay, I'm so just mine. gonna go random and throw a dart. So and I'm I'm uh, I never come to this prepared. Mine's going to the lone sentry out in the fucking courtyard because mm-hmm. that poor motherfucker's cold and miserable. Not at the peace. He doesn't get to have some fucking. Peace. I thought that too, he doesn't man. Get no drinks. He ain't even able to hear the fucking music. Just everybody enjoying themselves, and he's stuck in the cold. So I think my honorary inductee. I'm sorry, Tyrion. Uh, Tyr- uh, I would n- every just about every single other inductee in the series. It's going to be Tyrion, but for this Even one, in chapters he's not in. It's going to be Tyrion. I gotta <laughs> give it to Rickon. See, just, Rickon was my was just, be my first. You know, choice. doing this just royal progression. The, yeah, uh, it actually. Too, when I was three, man, I would have been playing with the dogs. Yeah, I would have been gone. running over here. Like absolutely, yeah. And he made it to the table. He did his <laughs> part. Rickon so Rickon, mine, you're but... in the Brotherhood for this week, my friend. Um, well, guys, let us know what you think about John Who's 1. next? Next Maybe. is Catlin 2. Oh, Cat 2. Yeah, we get, re- oh, which we is get... interesting. We get a Cat 2 before we get, you know, an Aria 1 yeah, or, or anyone people. else. Yeah, so. Um, really throwing the tully at us. Things are starting to pick up here. There's a lot of dissent that's being mentioned. Uh, a lot of unhappiness on Queen Cersei's part. Some weird stirrings in the north. And so now we're gonna with yeah with Cat Two. We're and gonna, Mance Raider playing a fucking Mance harp Raider. in plain Mance sight. Mance Raider just chilling. I wonder if the the wench that John crashed into was, was one of, one the of women his with him. Yeah. I uh, I wonder what ballad he's singing. Bro, I mean, I think that it's able to be assumed that it's what is it the ba- the bear is that the one he's singing? Well, yeah, that's always the a bear, party bear, with the bear. But that's not I, don't, I don't know if that's the one he claims, but uh, yeah, there's like, one in particular that he's he because I mean, obviously, he probably played the the reigns of Castamere because like you, there's a Lannister there, so they have to. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm I'm kind of curious what ballad it was that True he was story. singing. I'll like, have to ask John next time I see him. Yeah, you do that. All right. Um. Yeah. So if you guys want to write into us and let us know either. Your honorary inductee for John 1, any of the previous chapters we've done even, or for Ahead in the Future, you can write in for Catelyn 1, which we haven't even taken notes for yet. I haven't even started. Um, And you Catelyn can two? do that. Catelyn 2. I said Catelyn 1. Well, you know. It is Catelyn 2. Whatever. Meow. So we have uh, just a shitload of ways you can get a hold of us. We have our Facebook, which, you know... I don't really know how Facebook works, but there's people joining, and that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, so, you can write on our, our wall right there, where John will maybe. be soon. I don't know and... if they're allowed on that group. It might not be allowed. To, maybe I should. I don't know. I don't know. So that's Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. Yeah, we don't know what you can do there. but the, uh, <laughs> the one that I'm fairly active on trying to keep uh, in touch with everybody is the Twitter at Manners Without. And then you kind of pretend to do stuff on Instagram sometimes. Hey, I'm getting a little more active now. And that's... So... Uh, can you do you know do you know what your Instagram is? Or do I have to say? Yeah, Mister, I'm on there at Brotherhood Without, of course. And then we both actually do frequently check the Gmail. That's without manners. Brotherhood at Gmail. That was if you're a little old fashioned. Wait, can I? No. At gmail.com. Fuck. You know how are they going to email us if you're yelling out when I'm saying our email address? They well, can't. They can't get it. So. Yeah, let us know what you guys want to hear. 
you know, what you want us to do, what what chapters you like. What, we I'm may just throwing shit out or there. may not have some interesting things coming up. Yeah, I uh, I put out a subtle little tweet or something about it that tweet, we're uh, we're looking into sponsorship. We have acquired one. We will begin sponsor talk talk about do the sponsorship do whatever you want to plug them uh, on some future episodes here. We'll yeah. Be, we're pretty excited to have that little partnership going on. So hopefully it lines up because if it lines up for what we have in mind, that will be it would yeah it'd be very chapter. exciting to to do that. But so. anyway, guys, any listens or any time you've take to listen to us just Always rant and rave about Game of Thrones yes. is so much fun. But it would be so much more fun if we had other opinions other than us two talking. You know what else would be more fun is if we got reviews on iTunes. That'd be pretty sweet that we too. Could get those. But you know, if you don't want to do that, uh, do it anyway. But also write to us, like, because we really like talking about it. But I'm sick of talking to this fuck. Yeah, and like so... I'm sick of just coming up with all the best ideas and him stealing them. So I'd like to share them with people that. May or may not do the same thing, but at least they might throw back a better idea than, you know, no Garrett is cold hands. Yeah, so. hey, you know, I was pretty excited I am aware. That. That's and why so. I want someone else to fucking talk to. So, alrighty guys, we will see you for Catlin 2 next week. Battle or Don't Hit Us. Peace.